Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. So if you are sexually active and sometime you realize that you had sex without a condom and a few days later the anxiety, we have all been there, that anxiety of, oh my God, what if? Then you think to yourself, okay, I'm going to run to Walgreens and I'm going to get a pregnancy test. But when should you really do that? Is there a time that it's too soon to get a pregnancy test? When do you go to your doctor to find out? We're going to find out all of this today. My guest is Dr. Mary Jane Minkin. She's a clinical professor in the Department of Obstetrics, Gynecology, and Reproductive Sciences at the Yale University School of Medicine. So Dr. Minkin, first I'd like to ask you for the listeners, when we talk about our cycle, and women we tend to understand our cycles a little bit better obviously than men, but when is a woman at her most fertile? When, if you were to have sex without a condom, the risk of pregnancy increases? Okay, Melanie. First of all, thank you very much for asking me to be with you, and it's a, it's a wonderful topic, and I hope I can be of assistance. So first of all, we usually ovulate, which is the time that we can get pregnant most easily, right around 14 days before our next menstrual period. Now, why am I being a pain on that one? Because people have cycles of different lengths. So if you have a 28-day cycle, you're probably ovulating around day 14, okay? If you have a shorter cycle, say you have a 24-day cycle or something like that, 25-day cycle, you're probably ovulating around day 12 or something like that, okay? Um, if you've got a 26-day cycle, even day 11, if you have a 25-day cycle, because the fixed distance is in general between ovulation and um, your next menstrual period. So I hope that helps people as far as calculating. Now, of course, things can be off and change. So again, my, my favorite advice here is if you're not looking to get pregnant, please use some form of contraception, uh, particularly around ovulation, but all the time, because indeed that one can ovulate a little early, one can ovulate a little late, and we don't want to get you caught. So I think that's the main thing that I would encourage folks. But if you ovulate about two weeks before you get your next period in general. So and obviously our message today is going to be about protection, but so you're saying it's about halfway through you know, the cycle, how many days do you ovulate for? Well, that's another excellent question. Indeed, you really only ovulate for one day. However, sperm can hang around for a while, okay? So you want to, you know, and they can hang around at least two, three days, you know, something like that. Now, that's not optimal. So if somebody's trying to get pregnant, I'd say, gee, try to time your, you know, uh, having sex to write like the day before ovulation. But they can hang around for two, three days. So, you know, you want to give yourself that window to protect yourself before. And then even if you say, okay, I know I ovulated today. I felt that pain. I saw the change in my cervical mucus, all that other good stuff. Remember, the egg can still be fertilized for another day or two. So you have have to give yourself a window around that ovulation time. That is really good information because people don't realize that it can hang around a while like that. And so you might not even know. So then comes the time with anxiety, whether you are an 18-year-old girl or a 35-year-old woman who is not ready to get pregnant or has already had her children, there is that anxiety. So mm-hmm. aside from using condoms, diaphragms, the patch, all of the different forms of birth control out there. 
Suppose something makes you anxious. When is it okay to start taking pregnancy tests? And I know people, Dr. Minkin, when I was younger and in my 20s, they would take three or four of them, you know, just to kind of double check. Oh, sure. (laughs) Well, of course, as I always kid around, I'm so old that when I was a kid in medical school, we had to wait for the rabbit to die to find out if you're pregnant. Ah, there you go. (laughs) I'm probably around the same age as you are. So I think it was probably the same. Well, so anyway, so the good news is pregnancy tests have really, really taken a dramatic, you know, turn for the better as far as being able to, to figure out when you're pregnant. And what amazes me, again, coming from this old, old lady past of mine, that indeed you can find out you're pregnant six days before the first day of your missed menstrual period which to me is astounding. And the brand, actually, there are different, different brands of different sensitivities. The first response pregnancy test has the earliest indication as far as when you can find out. And believe it or not, those tests can turn positive six days before the first day of your period, which astounds me. Wow. So when do you, I mean, okay, it's so if people go get, it is wow. And so people get the first response, but even if they took it before their period or before they're late, and you said it could even, you know, change colors then. When do you believe it? Exactly. When do you believe it? If it's positive, there are very, very few true, false positives. In other words, if you get a test that's positive, it's most likely true that you are pregnant. Um, now, if the test is negative, okay, and you say, gee, I, I'm still worried and stuff like that, and many women will, I give it two, three days, wait again, and retest. Okay, um, because again, you might you know it's still possible you could be pregnant. It might be one of those cycles you're ovulating a little bit late or something like that. So I would retest. But indeed, as I said, that it's if the test is positive, it's probably positive. So if the test's positive, it's probably positive. But what causes a false negative test? If you are pregnant, and and you take that test and it says that you're not, what what's the reason for that? Just too early. Yeah, most of the time it's too early. I mean, there are occasional false negative tests, but the vast majority of the time when it's negative, it is too early. And that's why I'd say give it another two, three days and retest. You're an ob and you're in reproductive science. And we do shows here for, for fertility clinics, you know. And mm-hmm. when you are talking to people about planning and about not planning, what do you yep. tell them as far? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, because that's a that's a big topic as well. Of course, there's fertility planning, but then there's not planning. You don't want to have a baby. Mm-hmm. What do you tell them about exploring their options for birth control? Well, I tell them there's a lot of different methods out there, and we, you know, do do talk to your caregiver, and it doesn't have to be an obstetrician gynecologist, although we're happy to deal with those issues, of course. Your, you know, your family practitioner can take care of this, your nurse midwife, your nurse practitioner, your PA, you know, somebody working in primary care should be able to give you good advice as well. And of course, there's always, you know, if you say, gee, I don't know who to go to, Planned Parenthood has offices around the country, and they've got very good advice there, you know, so find your nearest Planned Parenthood, go chat with them and get their advice. Now, a couple of things that I would encourage folks is that even even if you said, you know, and we all have good intentions, you know, that's that's terrific. But let's say you haven't, you know, you haven't made it over to, you know, the healthcare provider to talk about contraception, and you have one of these oops moments to say, oops, 
I, you know, I did have sex and, you know, I really did, don't want to get pregnant. You know, there is the morning after pill. And that morning after contraception has also really, really improved, you know, since I was a little kid, trust me, um, as far as what's available. And you can now get morning after contraception, which really works within three days of the oops moment. I mean, obviously, the sooner you, you make your decision, the better. But you can go to a pharmacy and get it over the counter. You don't have to have a prescription. So you can show up at the pharmacy. And also, there's no age restriction anymore. So that you say, whoops, I had a mistake. This isn't so good. Do go to your pharmacy and get morning after contraception. And it's pretty darn effective. So that's what I would encourage folks. But in you know, in general, what I try to discourage folks is, and again, not that it's bad to use morning after contraception too often. There's no danger. But we can do so much better. We have so many different methods of contraception available these days that we can help with, that we can find something that's really good for just about everybody. That was another wow you just gave us, that, that there is no age and they can go to the pharmacy and they can get that morning after and, and feel a little bit more confident. Do you feel that... Even if you're on the pill and you're regular periods that you should keep track, you know, do you advise young ladies to keep track of their periods so that they get to know? I mean, I'm in the middle of friggin' menopause, so I don't even know what goes on at all. And there would be nothing I could keep track of. Let's talk about that too, though. (laughs) We could talk about that for hours, my darling. But for a younger girl who's just learning her reproductive cycle, what would they write down? Do you advise keeping some sort of a journal? I do. I think it's helpful, and I think keeping track of your cycle is helpful to say, gee, when did I really have that last period? You know, and and I think keeping track is good. Also, if people have really wacky periods that are driving them crazy, if they keep track of it, then, you know, if you want to go to your healthcare provider and talk with them, you know, she or he can help you, you know, to say, okay, maybe we can, and it's driving you nuts, so we can do better. We can hopefully get things regulated for you. So if somebody's getting wacky periods, we can help regulate them. Or the other thing going along with that, I would also keep track of when you're getting your period, okay, but also how bothersome is it to you? You know, are you getting bad cramps? Are you getting heavy flow? Um, And, you know, chart the days. Are you getting a bad, you know, bout of PMS, you know, before your period? Are you feeling really rotten and moody and stuff like that? Chart these things, that's helpful. And then you can go to your healthcare provider and we can go over that with you and say, gee, maybe we can intervene and help you a little bit to make things more tolerable because, you know, in this day and age, we should be able to find a good contraceptive for just about everybody. And we certainly can, uh, you know, hopefully find, you know, uh, people shouldn't be suffering with their periods. We can hopefully make them feel much better. Well, I certainly agree with you there. And I know that there is so much we could talk about really in regards to female, you know, reproductive science and female fertility and even male fertility, but who really cares about the men right now? Anyway, we're talking about females and what we go through and we've got to know our bodies and we've got to understand what we're going through because it affects like every part of our lives and from, you know, when we're little till when we are old. So, Wrap it yep. up for us. Your best advice about the about the pregnancy tests that are on the market, about what you want younger women that are in those planning stages that maybe just don't want to get pregnant right now, what you want them to know about fertility, ovulation, and keeping track of their cycles. Oh, Melody, it's a tough assignment, but let's see if we can do this. I know it's a First lot. All, you can do it. I have faith. 
I'll try. Keeping track of your cycles is an excellent idea. And that, you know, again, and not only when it's happening, but how heavy it is, how bothersome it is. And also, what are your needs as far as contraception? You know, are, what kind of relationship are you in and stuff like that, that we can help guide you. Um, and if you're not wanting to get pregnant, we can find something to help you not get pregnant. And if you have an oops moment, use a morning after pill, which is readily available at all pharmacies. However, the flip side of that is if you are pre- trying to get pregnant, I would also encourage people to keep track of cycles. And one other thing, I know we talked about the first response, you know, early pregnancy test kit, which, you know, tells you you're pregnant six days before you miss period, which again is amazing to me. They also have ovulation predictor kits out there. So if you're trying to get pregnant, you can actually chemically, you know, just, just at home, you can basically, all you got to do is, pardon my English, pee in a cup, you know, basically you can get a urine specimen and we can tell you when you're ovulating so that you can help pinpoint when you should be having sex to say, gee, now I'm from, I've gone from that situation of not wanting to get pregnant to getting pregnant and we can help you. We can help you time things and that that works. So again, there's a lot of stuff that we can do at home with women can do for ourselves at home to help. And then we can go, if there's a problem, talk to your healthcare provider and we're here to help. And where can people find out about you? You have such an interesting website. Tell us about it. Thank you. My my personal website is Madam Overy, M-A-D-A-M-E, the French spelling, O-V-A-R-Y dot com. And we've got lots of information on there uh, about things like menstrual cycles. And Melanie, for you, we've got a lot of stuff about menopause on there. So, <laughs> Well, I'm on there right now. So I'm definitely uh, going to st- Oh, here's Life Begins at 60. I'm 54. So I'm I'm absolutely going to go on here and read up and it's madamovery.com and you can learn more here. Gosh, there's so much great information. And Dr. Mary Jane Minkin, you're a doll. I want you to come on again lots of times. Let's talk about, you know, menopause and perimenopause and postmenopause and, you know, all the things that go around with that. But we could also talk about fertility planning. Thank you so much for being on with us today. Well, thank you so much, and, and uh, you know, I hope everybody has a good day. And any information, you know, healthcare providers can be very helpful. We can try to answer all your questions. <laughs> well, you certainly do, and you also do it with a smile on your face and a good sense of humor, and that is what we like to hear here on Radio MD. The show is Life's Too Short, and, you know, so am I at four foot ten and shrinking. So thank you so much for joining us. Share these shows with your friends, your daughters, your girlfriends, and let them hear the great information that we're giving here here on RadioMD.com. This is Melanie Cole. Stay well.